This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And we are back again recapping a brand new season of Sister Wives. If you haven't been here before, welcome. If you're returning, welcome again. And for those of you who never left us, thank you for your eternal love and support. The Fidelis is real. (laughs) This episode is called No Such Thing as a Free Lunch. Season 18, episode 1. But it kind of feels like an episode 0 in some ways. I feel like TLC knew that they pulled in a lot of people who have not been watching the show in the off-season here, so they had to drop in a recap. This episode wasn't for us, the loyal fans, the followers the rewatchers, the watchers and the rewatchers. You have to do the watcher voice now. I don't even remember what the watcher <laughs> voice is. It's been so long since I've watched it. We binged it like the week it came out and I haven't watched it since. <laughs> what does the watcher voice sound like in my head? Uh, I don't know. It was very deep. That's all I can tell you. So deep. <laughs> okay, that was Elizabeth Holmes. So I think we're going to have to rewatch so that you can. Uh, There's only chan- so many voices I can channel. <laughs> Well, that, then that turned into Martha Stewart at the end, so you got to be careful. <laughs> but yes, this was, as someone on our Patreon Discord said, the longest previously on Sister Wives <laughs> ever. Pretty much. 
But the TLC description for this one is, Christine has moved, but the fallout from her divorce remains. Janelle, Mary, and Robin struggle to plan the upcoming holidays as the family continues to be divided. Then things get tense when Cody and Christine sit down for the first time since she left. Just sitting there at Salsa Brava. This episode was brought to you by Salsa Brava. (laughs) Ready for the rewrite? The first rewrite of season 18. Excited to hear it. Okay, a lot of pressure. No pressure. Janelle prepares to ditch her kid's deadbeat dad. Mary invites Cody to like both her and Robin's turkeys. Robin starts to question if she's been living in reality. A lot of turkey talk this episode. I was not prepared for it. (laughs) I love that Mary is back on the sauce. Yeah. Some may say she never left. (laughs) She just hit it a little better. (laughs) At least something's hitting. (laughs) All right. Before we jump into the episode, a few announcements. Twitter doesn't really exist anymore. It doesn't. It's called X. That is, in fact, a true statement. No joke. The platform previously known as Twitter. Right. So since that's not really a thing anymore, join our Discord for new episode chats and GIFs that you would normally see when we were live tweeting. We're basically just doing that on the Discord now as part of the Patreon virtual cul-de-sac that you can join. How do you ask? You might wonder. Join the Patreon. You go over to patreon.com slash surviving pod you can check out all the fun tiers all of the benefits you can listen to this episode ad free as well as seasons one through ten on our archive rewatch man i cannot believe we have recapped that many episodes of sister wives and didn't we just wrap up season 11 or yes. what was that at this no point, that was oh my gosh season 11 was so long ago now 12 we we're done with 12. 12 so i feel like we can call ourselves experts in sister wives. Like, haven't we reached the point, 10,000 hours, where you become an expert? We'll have to ask Christine if this counts as expertise, because she's the one to grant that and bestow that title. As some of you may have noticed, discovery giveth and discovery taketh away. And they have decided to take away airing the episodes before they're available on cable on Sundays. Right. So there's no more first thing in the morning on Sunday, waking up to watch Sister Wives. Instead of going to church. I wasn't planning on going <laughs> to church anyway. That's okay, though. Uh, but I think Max, formerly known as HBO Max, man, a lot of stuff is changing. <laughs> a lot of stuff is different. It's hard to keep up with. It's Tough to keep up with the times, but we do our best, don't we? They're going the Max route now, formerly known as HBO Max. They're releasing them right at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sunday evenings. They're becoming available there. Which actually, we found kind of fun this week. To have everybody watch at the same time, we were all in the Discord, on the Patreon, chatting together, reacting in real time, rather than having so many of us watching at different times of the day. It was a good shared viewing experience that we were able to all participate in and enjoy. So head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. And if you sign up at any tier, $5 plus, you will be able to join the Discord as well. Of course, I'm sorry, Basement Wives. That's not a benefit you receive, just like the many, many, many other things in your life. But somehow it's still your fault too. (laughs) 
<laughs> that Discovery Plus is not airing the episodes early. I think it's their fault in general that Discovery Plus decided to change that just because the Basement Wife's attitude <laughs> have been so bad. Let's set the scene a little bit because, as we know, some of us were under the impression that there was going to be a jump in time. None of us. None of none of us. None of us. Some of those out in the Sister Wives universe said, there's no way we're going to pick up where we left off in 2021. Of course we are, because the producers of this show do not leave even one second of footage on the cutting room floor. So here we are. We're picking right back up where we left off, which is fall of 2021 before Thanksgiving. Christine moved to Utah in September. So it's been a few months since she left. Christine and Cody made their public divorce announcement on social media November 2nd. Janelle moves off of Coyote Pass and into an apartment a few days later. The COVID vaccine has been available since the beginning of the year, but now there are new variants beginning to spread. Season 16 of Sister Wives started November 21st, 2021, just before Thanksgiving, which is perhaps why some of them maybe didn't want to spend the holidays together, because this is the COVID season where they're all at each other's throats, and that's kind of a Robin joke, and Robin's whining about getting blamed for the rules. So that's kind of setting the foundation of where we are in the actual timeline as we start this episode. And on the previously on Sister Wives segment at the beginning of the episode, it's basically just Cody blaming all of his wives for his shortcomings in their relationships. It's a lot of flashbacks to the stupid things that Cody has said to Christine, Mary, and Janelle in the last season. A highlight reel, (laughs) if you will. His best or worst moments? (laughs) Best and worst. I feel like... To Cody, Robin is more important. I thought was interesting for them to once again include for the audience. Really trying to drive the point home, if you haven't picked up on that already. And then, of course, the opening ends with the fight at the Shira Chateau where Janelle walked off and then came back. And we go right into a brand new intro. The new intro. How do we feel? I felt like this was something very Discovery. Like it was from... Crikey, it's the Irwins or something, or like, I don't know. Or it felt more like Naked and Afraid kind of a title, which that might just be a summary for Mary. I was getting like a UFC fight night type thing. Okay. Yeah. A little something there. And the interesting thing to know is that there's still only one ring that falls off the logo. Well, technically at this point in the timeline, Mary has not left. No, but they're not really giving away what's going to happen this season. Whereas last season, right away, we saw that ring drop off and we knew Christine's gone. So then we get hit with an understatement alert where Cody is letting us all in on a little secret here that the family relationships are just a bit strained right now. Just a little bit. No, They're actually involved in a civil war. This is the great Brown family civil war of 2021. (laughs) I love how that's where it starts. Things are a little strained. It's basically like our family is in a civil war right now. That seems like it would be more than just a bit strained. (laughs) Also, I'm thinking, Cody and Robin, you're outnumbered. So that's probably also 
not great as we approach the beginning of a war. He sounds a little stuffed up, too. So maybe this was right around the time where he was getting over his life and death 99.6 degree brush with COVID. (laughs) It's been a year since Christine decided that they were divorced. Because that wasn't up to him. Nope. Mary's still around, but they haven't really been married for seven or eight years now, according to Cody. That is pre-Catfish, if we're back and into the timeline, assuming that that talking head was filmed in 2021. Where does that get us? That gets us to just prior to the legal divorce. Remember, the one that had nothing to do with the state of their relationship, which was just wedded bliss? And was purely so that Robin's kids could be adopted? A paperwork shuffle. Yeah, that one. The paperwork. So that makes the theory that's been around for a long time that she went along with the legal divorce just in an attempt to perhaps repair her relationship with Cody or win his favor in some way have a little more credence to it. Well, and technically, Cody's not lying when he says they basically haven't been married. For about that time, because that was when the legal divorce took place. So they haven't been married. (laughs) Actually, technically. Very literally. (laughs) According to the law. Yeah. Things with Janelle are uh, strained, and he has no idea what the holidays are going to look like this year. Probably a lot like last year. The holidays are in question, and the family isn't talking to Cody. So yeah, I'd say, put me down as a tentative, as a maybe. Does that come with a big wink? Yeah. A maybe. A maybe. And it's almost winter, so surprise, Janelle still hasn't managed to build her home on Coyote Pass. Oh, you mean the construction hasn't finished yet? They just haven't cleared off the rest of the dump trucks and the bulldozers. Right. And everything else. They're just working on those finishing details, trying to get everything polished. She does have a driveway. Oh, that's nice. That's it. You're going to need that for the RV. (laughs) And uh, that's because Cody and Robin haven't managed to fork over the cash that they need to pay off the property yet. So they have not done one thing to build her house other than her coming up with blueprints for it. So Janelle has to haul this RV off to winter storage, but she's still holding out. She's trying to build on this land, but they had to keep buying all these other houses and that really gummed up the works. But that's Cody's solution to this whole problem. They had to buy Christina a house. They had to buy Robin a house. They should have bought Janelle a house. And just to be clear, Robin did not want to buy a house. She wanted to build on the land. It just so happens to work out that she got a pretty sweet house out of this deal. But rest assured, she did not want that house. Does she want it now, though? Because that house has appreciated in value. And if they really wanted to get out on the land as much as Robin claims that she does. Perhaps you put your house up for sale and you use some of the profits from it to pay off the land. So you can start developing and building right now. But I think she probably needed some sort of flip chart diagram to show her that the house value is here. And then if we don't do anything, it's going to be all the way down here, down to zero, less than zero. It's going to be will owe twice as much money on the house than it will be worth if we don't sell it. So that's where Chanel messed up because we know Cody's made blueprints before plan went nowhere. That's the direction she went in. She should have gone to Kinko's. She should have blown up a PowerPoint presentation. 
with a bunch of numbers that actually make no sense and talked Robin into it. I think that would have conveyed the message better. Yes, I do. Where are things with Cody and Chanel? They're bad. They've been bad. They started being bad during COVID. We find out finally about some of these phone calls that Robin received and that it was Garrison who made a call to Robin. Now, we don't know if this is the same call about the rules necessarily, but it was a call in which Garrison called Robin and asked if they could have their dad back. (laughs) And Cody didn't like that at all. But by the way, the answer was clearly no. (laughs) The balls to make that phone call with those exact words. So, hey, bitch, you think that I could have our dad back now because he's been secluded in your home for a very long time? Quarantine's up. We're done. Oh, I like the story behind the story that's going on in this scene, too, because Janelle's kind of directing traffic on what needs to go into storage. There's stuff that needs to go here. Stuff needs to go there. I'm so glad that she specifically called out the septic hose. Yes. And what needed to be done with that so Cody could have his own little Vietnam flashback moment in his head about being covered in shit at that RV park on their one summer road trip vacation. Do you think she cleaned out the hose before she put it away? Or is that the job she's asking Cody to do? That would be great. Yeah. You know, the one where it was the kid's fault? Yeah, I would save those types of jobs for Cody to do specifically. You haven't been around. You haven't been fetching water the way that we have. So you get to clean the shit. That was all bad enough. But Cody's a narcissist, right? And he's upset that Janelle isn't treating him like a victim in his divorce and focusing all of her time and attention on helping him heal because he's in pain. Oh, he's tender. Not tender (laughs) age, just tender. As tender as Robin's turkey? (laughs) Maybe not that tender. (laughs) But he's just upset that Janelle isn't worshiping the ground that he walks on. Long story short, they're all miserable. I love that Janelle is outright telling Cody that she prefers to be around Christine rather than being around Cody at this point, which who can argue with that? And that's a great segue because now we are over in Salt Lake City, Utah, where Christine is smiling and giggling as she welcomes us to her new home in Utah. Cody's salty and Christine is Salt Lake, baby. (laughs) Her lower third now says ex-wife under her name. She's beaming. She's glowing. She is showing off her little bookshelf behind her. It looks cute. It's cozy. It's all comfy. I thought it was a different choice for them to make the room look very different. Well, her shot looks better, too. So they're (laughs) using a nicer camera, too. The lighting's very nice. Oh, no. Cody's going to start complaining. Yeah, he's going to be getting jealous that the screen time is looking way nicer on Christine's side. There's lots of tension from the aftermath of the divorce and the unknown of what the family is going to look like moving forward. This is where Robin tells us she thinks it's so screwed up that they have to figure out who will be coming for the holidays and that some of them might do Christmas separate, which is almost exactly Like what you did during COVID, dummy. That was a whole year ago. That was different. Well, it was different because it was on their terms. I didn't know that the family unwillingly and unwittingly signed an agreement with Robin when she joined the family to forever do holidays all together. And at her home. 
<laughs> well, she didn't have a home when she first joined. It was just a rental down the road. <laughs> I guess to be fair, Cody had canceled Christmas before she came into the family. Remember, that was her contribution to bring Christmas back. They wouldn't even have Christmas if it wasn't for her. But we're still worrying about Thanksgiving. We can't even get through that. Cody is getting on his soapbox about how everyone has made choices along the way. Amazing how little introspection he has, because this speech was intended to highlight the choices Christine and Janelle have made. He doesn't want to hear about how they're victims because they've made choices, but so did he. He cannot see that he has made choices for years, well before COVID, that affected the relationships in his life. But he wants to cash in the victim card for being blindsided by getting a divorce. And he wants to blame Janelle for the state of his relationship with her kids. The kids which are old enough to see the scenarios, see what's happening, and make their own assessments about what's taking place and who's at fault for certain situations. I just think it's very interesting that Robin was talking about how she wants to go back to the way things always were, and that is an incredibly narcissistic thing to say because there is that desire to go back to the way things were when there was control over everybody, when everybody was willing to play along, and when everybody was willing to bend to the will of the people who were solely focused on themselves. Well, life was a lot better for her then. It was very simple. Can we please go back to that? No. Everybody is aware of what's taking place now. So we can't go back to being ignorant and blind to the scenario. We're still talking about this RV. Janelle reveals that she kind of regrets buying it in the end now. It was supposed to be a fun adventure, but in reality, it actually kind of sucks. Yeah, so then she starts retracting the... Uh... The RV flaps or the wings. I don't know what you call them. I'm not an <laughs> RV guy. I don't RV. Isn't that the part where the, the dogs sleep, according to Brianna and Aurora? Well, technically, the whole thing is where the dogs sleep, I guess. <laughs> but Cody starts yelling about how great it's going. But then Janelle thinks that something's wrong, so she has to stop and scared her. I think her exact words were, I heard your voice. It scared me. Yeah. Like when he pops his head through a kitchen window on several separate occasions so far in this series. Is that our marker for when we know a marriage is over on this show? It's when Cody does the Jack Torrance shining through the door. <laughs> Just generally when his voice starts to scare people. Then there were so many good lines in this episode that I feel like people probably overlooked that had a much deeper meaning to them. Because then Janelle's still talking about the RV. And she says, when it wasn't easy and it wasn't all comfortable and it was hard, Cody got disillusioned very fast. And it was very easy for him to blame me for all of this. Which is a paragraph you could take completely out of context of the RV and apply it to every single one of his marriages, because that is how poorly he has done plural marriage. Pretty much. And I mean, if you thought that moving was hard, as Janelle describes it, moving with this group is like brain damage. Back in <laughs> what was that season two. <laughs> so moving is always a strain on any relationship, but now more than ever for Cody and Janelle with the current state of their relationship. This is a bit of a tense move to say the least. 
It does seem, though, like this conversation with the RV took place before they had that fight about the holidays. They're getting along too well. He's too helpful. It's not awkward enough. That might have been, yeah, end of October, but before the walk-off fire pit fight. Well, we know that she sent this thing off into storage like November 7th. She posted about it on Instagram. So if they were packing things up from it, it might have been towards the end of October because she was moving into her apartment, which that was probably beginning of November. So maybe they just didn't actually roll the RV out of there until a week later or so. Anyway, she's bringing the tea this season because she still thinks they're going to build a house on Coyote Pass. But it turns out there is a clock that is starting to tick very loudly. Yeah, we just got to pay off this land and then we can break ground and we only have one year to pay it off. Because, of course, they didn't have traditional lending on these lots. The seller financed them to them. So there is an end date to the loan by which they have to have paid everything off in full or this person has the right to foreclose on the land just like a bank would foreclose on your home. It's time to pay up. Can you imagine, though, being the person who holds this loan and watching them buy Robin's $900,000 house while you're still waiting for them to pony up the money for the lots they bought from you years prior? I hope they're not a fan of the show. (laughs) I think that they would be very upset at this point. The number of QVC boxes and gumball machines in Robin's home, man. Could have bought a whole nother lot. Easily. Well, now Christine's back in Flagstaff. Yuck. Gross. Gross. Visiting Janelle and her kids, which that's nice. They're going to spend the day putting together a bookshelf in Janelle's new apartment. And we're using steak knives to cut the cardboard on the box that it was delivered in, which I can't suggest you do that. I don't want to do that. Why? It's dangerous. It's a serrated edge. All right. Well, you know, I don't think she knows where the scissors are. She probably had to, <laughs> she probably had to eliminate scissors when she was living in the RV. It's just too many things. There's not a junk drawer. Minimalism. This is the smallest apartment that she could have possibly rented, is it not? It's pretty tiny. And, well, it's just, it's full of stuff. It's, this is like, you just moved in. You weren't setting things aside. You weren't placing things in the rooms where you were going to unpack them. You were just get this stuff off the truck and get it in there. Remind me, didn't we see this apartment last season? Remember after Cody was sick? He came over and he complained about how he couldn't fit his nightstand. It was tiny. Yeah. So he's been here. It didn't look like it was this full of stuff. So maybe this is a little timeline shuffle Hmm. that's going on. It's a miracle that anyone could remember details like this, given that was a year ago, right? How, How long ago did we watch that? It was a while. It feels like forever. But then we get a fun little backstory about how Janelle and Christine... Really didn't get along too well at first. Janelle thought Christine was kind of a princess because that was what Cody kept telling everyone in the family at that time, I'm assuming. And Christine thought that Janelle was bossy. Really? Then what was Mary? Mary was... Bitchy? (laughs) A dictator. (laughs) But now Christine declares Janelle is still her sister wife. And I cannot wait to see Robin sob about that at the tell-all. There's plenty of best friends that consider each other sister wives, so why wouldn't we? Okay, the irony that that was the selling proposition for my sister wife's closet in being able to sell jewelry outside of their community was the cherry on top. 
See if you can market that idea, Robin. Then Janelle tells Christine that she's got blueprints for her house on Coyote Pass. And we're looking to break ground this spring. The Fajita Casita. Coming soon. Work in progress. Opening soon. Grand opening. Spring 2022. Poor Christine. She's like playing along with this dream that Janelle has, but she knows they haven't paid the property off yet. So uh, I'm not going to place any bets on this thing being built by spring oh neither is cody he's the first one to tell you outright no i don't see us paying off the land by spring but don't you need to come up with the money what is it a difference of like six months because she's saying they have to have it paid off in a year he's probably just waiting for bitcoin to spike again (laughs) he's gonna get out of that nice and clean he'll sell the rest of his GameStop stock and then he'll be in business Well, unfortunately, Janelle still has access to the family accounts, and she knows they still have the money to do this. They have the same situation financially that they had when they helped Christine buy a house, when they helped Robin buy a house. So really, the issue here is nobody's watching out for me. Did you love that Cody was trying to say that paying off Coyote Pass is very difficult? It would be tough to do at this point in time. A down payment on a house, that's easy. Anybody can do that in 2021. No big deal. I don't think that he's in touch with reality, if that's what he's thinking at this point. I guess it depends how much you put down on your house. You don't have to put down 20% on a house. You can put 0% down on a down payment on a house. That's what they've got. That's what they've done in the past. That's why (laughs) it's so easy to do that. Super easy. It's not hard at all. So as they're building these shelves, they take the opportunity to rag on Cody a little bit because this is our little ex-wives club we got going on now. He always needs a beautiful assistant because he can't let anyone else help when he's working on a project. So it's just your job to stand there and look pretty and hand him things. So now Christine is working and Janelle is beautiful assisting. And Christine is cackling about how, you know, the one thing she really misses, though, She really enjoyed criticizing Cody the whole time that he was working on something. Yeah, usually if things got a little too tense, it became her job to start asking ridiculous questions just to upset Cody during the process. Kind of intentionally, but not really intentionally, but sort of intentionally. At least she was able to spark joy for herself in that marriage before uh, she made her way out of it. But it's time to chat the holidays because that is really the central theme of this entire episode. And Janelle tells Christine that Cody thinks the boys need to have a conversation with him and owe him a big apology, to which I say, did we clear that up? I thought we cleared it up. Yeah, it used to be. It was an apology. And then Cody was saying at the fire pit chat, no, don't need an apology. Just need to have a conversation. We still need to talk. So then did this happen before the fireside chat? Because she still thinks that an apology is owed. Seems a little unclear at this point. Janelle did take a moment to go ahead and clarify that she and Savannah will not be in attendance at Robin's house on Thanksgiving because basically it would just be Janelle and Savannah showing up to Robin's house with her weirdo kids and Mary just lurking around in the back. It's not really what we're looking to do this Thanksgiving. Why would we do that? That sounds weird. Very strange. Not interested, thank you. Can confirm it was weird since we watched it. Oh yeah, we saw it happen. It was weird. 
Then we get Cody's side of the story. He's telling the producer that he wants to have a conversation with Chanel's boys prior to the holidays to clear the air. And it's sounding like he has good intentions, right? He wants to make sure the holidays don't get ruined by some type of disagreement coming up in conversation. Something political, something COVID, or Cody's experience directly with having COVID, which I'm sure he would bring up at some point and then get upset that people are talking about COVID. Which also kind of happens later when he talks to Christine. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And aren't most of those topics not allowed to be discussed at Robin's house anyway? So what does that matter? Yeah, I thought we laid those rules down before. But th- this is Cody Brown, right? So I'm imagining the way he's positioning this isn't how it would actually play out. And that it would ultimately become a blame game type situation. I don't think it would be a positive conversation anyway. Not constructive. Not at all. And too bad for him because Janelle is choosing her kids just like she will choose the dogs. She will choose the kids. She is not picking Cody and Robin. She is not going to hang out with the B crew over at the Shira Chateau because her boys aren't invited. So Cody's angry and he's blaming Christine for breaking up the family because who else is at fault here <laughs> aside from Christine? <laughs> Wow, this was mind-blowing. And Christine tells Janelle and, let's point out, the Savannah is also standing there in the room with them, that Cody told her that the family breaking up is her fault. And she wants some reassurance from Janelle. Is that the way that you're seeing it too, that me leaving is the reason why the family is breaking up? And right away, Janelle's like, no, 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 no. But Savannah looks bewildered to which i don't know if this conversation needs to be happening in front of savannah but then you also have to think how many conversations has savannah overheard living in the rv with janelle this past year probably a lot there's not a lot of space in that rv how many phone calls do you think janelle's been taking talking with christine or even just conversations when cody does swing by for a couple hours before he would go back to robin's house as he sits outside and stares at the Shira Chateau from down on Coyote Pass. I think I gotta get going home. Or I mean over to Robbins. Or I mean I have to leave. <laughs> then Christine asks the million dollar question. If Cody says it's my fault that I had a bad relationship with my sister wives, then why isn't it his fault if he has a bad relationship with his kids? Because that's a standard that he's comfortable holding other people to, but not himself, obviously. <laughs> that's why. Can they turn this around? Janelle's not so sure. Well, Cody's just so tired of doing all the work to hold this family together. Do you think he's got a little like post-COVID, uh, what is that going on? Brain fog. Brain. Well, when people have, what is that called when you have the post-COVID thing? Long COVID? Long COVID. Think he's got long COVID? That's impairing his ability to recount what the last 10 years have been like? <laughs> Well, he's just so exhausted. He can't put in the effort to keep everyone together anymore. Yeah, that's what it is. It's long COVID. It's not exhaustion. From, what has he been doing? He hasn't been doing anything. So he has to come up with another reason why he's so tired. And here's where I think the cracks start to widen for Janelle. She can't be in a full relationship with Cody if he's estranged from her children. Well, and Cody's not going to respect you in a relationship if you're constantly undermining his ability to be a great leader. Sure. And we know Janelle's always bragged about what a great dad Cody is. 
which has always been confusing to the audience. Well, that was the only thing that Janelle would ever fall back on because it was everybody else's list of all the faults with Cody. And Janelle would go, yeah, but he's a great dad. That was always her response. But he's a great dad. And now she doesn't have that. If that's not who he is anymore, then who is he? A big old turd. She is on a journey that she doesn't even realize right now, which is, do I still like this man? Not so much. No, nope. really. No. Nope. It's going to be pretty easy to, to figure that out pretty soon here. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Over at the Shira Chateau, Mary comes over to have a conversation with Robin. Well, I was saying Mary's popping in for a visit at Robin's, but it's not actually in. We're going to, it's November 2021, but we're going to still have to seat outside because Rora still hasn't caught the Rona. So we're on an outdoor visitation regimen right now. Let's chat about this because there are a lot of theories on why there still aren't cameras allowed inside of Robin and Cody's house. Right. Because at this point, this is November-ish, 2021. 2021 still. So Delta and Omicron were just taken off. This was going to be the holiday spike at the end of 2021. So even though vaccines are readily available, but clearly not at the Shira Chateau... (laughs) Right. We know that they chose not to get vaccinated and that everyone in the house did have COVID to some extent because did Cody really, really get COVID? I mean, he tested positive a couple (laughs) times. yeah, And Rora didn't. So is this really some conspiracy where Robin and Cody don't want the cameras inside their home? Or is it that the production crew is not going to go into a house full of people who haven't been vaccinated for COVID. And who recently had COVID sweep through this house. It might be a production safety protocol. Because we did see them inside Janelle's tiny apartment. We sure did. We know Janelle and Christine did get vaccinated. We don't know about their kids, like Savannah, who was there. But... Could be if there are not regulations being met to meet the standards for filming then you would have no other option but to continue filming outside. I think we may get some answers to this next week with the Rora storyline, depending on how they film that. So let's put a pin in that for now. But we're going to sit outside on what looks like a makeshift bench. Did you see? 
It was like a piece of plywood. Oh, I did not see what it was. No, <laughs> I wasn't really focusing on what they were sitting on. Mary forgot a coat because she thought this was going to be inside, I guess. And then she quickly realized, oh, no, we're still on the outdoor stuff. Can we talk about how insufferable Robin was with her comment to Mary on this about how it reminded her that Cody gave her some coats for Christmas? Well, I like that it immediately became a shaming moment. Because Robin searched high and low. She had to wait a long time for those coats to go on sale on QVC. Because you know she shopped for those gifts. Cody didn't. And she wants to know where the fuck they are. I seem to recall Cody purchasing... A lot of coats for you, Mary. Are they all back at home, hanging in your closet all alone? Mary returned them. Not being used. Their entire interaction struck me as weird. I was starting to question if Mary may be realizing that perhaps she can't fully trust Robin. I think she's known that, and that's why this is all weird. It's all weird interactions. That probably combined with the fact that Mary is on pins and needles to see if she'll run into Cody because this is the only place that she gets to see him. And she basically just sees him in passing whenever she happens to be visiting and Cody is at the house, which is like 99% of the time. This was Mary's first banger of the episode. People have referred to us as friends, but friends talk to each other. No, Cody was referring to them as friends. She's heard Cody refer to her as a friend. And she was like, I thought friends talked, though. (laughs) We don't talk. So are we friends? Is that what we are? Is that what this is? I'm sorry. I love Mary's bitchy sense of humor and the fact that it's not really a joke. (laughs) So Robin has to go root around in one of the closets. She has to move some QVC boxes out of the way, kick them to the curb here. And then she's going to go ahead and let Mary borrow one of Cody's coats because she's not going to fit into any of Robin's tiny, tiny, extra, (laughs) extra small coats that she wears. (laughs) Just adding insult to injury that it happens to be one of Cody's jackets. To which Mary says, aw, it'll be like he's given me a hug. No, not really. Probably not. This hearkened back a memory for me of when we first met Robin And she had Cody's coat on, and she made sure to tell McKelty that it smelled like Cody. It's a weird thing to say to somebody's teenage daughter. (laughs) That's for sure. Made me uncomfortable. There was a time when Cody would give Mary his coat to wear, but that was a long, long, long time ago. And then she threatens that perhaps she'll steal this leather jacket and take it home for herself. And I can only assume... Sleep with it under her pillow each night. And hope to one day manifest a Cody of her own. But Mary's last visit here was when Cody was berating everybody around the fire pit. Remember that? That was just a couple weeks ago. Not too long ago. And it's time to chat about holiday plans once again. Because Robin's got to make sure that her kids have a good Thanksgiving. I don't give a fuck about what anybody else is doing. I want my kids to have a good Thanksgiving. That's all that matters. That's all it's ever mattered, Robin, and that's the problem. I'm not really a big picture kind of girl. You're going to be here, right, Mary? Because that's the only way my kids are going to have a good Thanksgiving. Mary is literally annoyed and is like, yes, just like I've been the whole fucking time during COVID. I've been here. I'm, I'm always here. I'm here as much as I can be. I'm not giving up like everybody else. The dynamic duo are back at it again. Turkeys on turkeys. 
And this will be the second Thanksgiving where it's just Robin and Cody and their kids and Weird Aunt Mary. And Mary. (laughs) But Robin's doing the turkey again. We're getting that right out the gate. Well, important questions. Mary asks, are you going to do the turkey again? Had to confirm. See, I like that Robin had to ask Mary if she was going to be there before we start confirming the food. And I feel like I might have needed to know some of that information up front. Who is preparing the food that might determine whether or not I'm in attendance? (laughs) Just saying. Well, we all know the Thanksgiving turkey is a sore spot for Mary because it used to be her job before Robin commandeered it last year. Like so many other things in Mary's life. (laughs) And unfortunately for Mary, Cody really liked Robin's turkey, of course. So... They agree that she can make the turkey again this year. Cody used to like Mary's turkey until he had Robin's. And that's just as bad as it sounds. (laughs) I loved this. He could have liked them both if he wanted. He could have. Mary's is sweet. Robin's is savory. It's different. That's what he signed up for. (laughs) But he's not going to do that. He's just so tired of holding this family together. Mary loves a good innuendo when she has a drink or two in her. (laughs) Single-handedly. But Robin goes into full disaster mode. What's that word? What's that word for feeling like just everything in the world is falling apart and it's just bad? What is that word? Robin's that COVID meme with the dog sitting in the middle of the fire with all the toilet paper all around him. This is fine. (laughs) Clearly, Robin does not have a throbbing vocabulary. She cannot think of this word. She is struggling. This is all about her. Everyone is ruining her life, and now she's depressed because of them. She's trying not to feel hopeless. She's struggling so bad. She's trying to just not cry constantly, which that sounds like a normal day for Robin, (laughs) doesn't it? Just constantly on the verge of tears, just fighting it back, holding it in. And now she's ready to flip the script on everyone because COVID's started to make her think. Dangerous pastime. (laughs) What if what I thought this family was wasn't actually real? Is this real life? And she just wants to sit down and figure out if there were issues she didn't know about. So we're literally just sitting there talking about if issues existed before COVID. Well, I love that. She knows that there were issues, clearly. Every marriage has its issues. But was there stuff I didn't know about? Just the fact that she's reaching for dirt at this point in time. But it's from Mary. Mary doesn't know what's going on in anybody else's life. But she's trying to dig back into the past to figure out, all right, what's the scoop? What did I miss? But we know the scoop. Watch the show, Robin. It was you, Robin, you were the problem. We've been watching everyone have issues for years. It's me. Hi. (laughs) I'm the problem. It's me. We have to take a break from this conversation, though, because the TLC editors learned that they can intercut conversations. I would say, see, that's what I thought was happening at first. And I got very impressed. I was like, wow, they're intercutting a conversation. That is not what happened. (laughs) Intercutting would be playing between two conversations, but we just kind of drop off of one conversation mid-sentence, start another one, and then go back to conclude that one later. Well, 
Here we are. We are introduced to a new restaurant where serious conversations will take place this season called Salsa Brava. And Christine's contract clearly stipulates that she will only be filming at Salsa Brava this season because she also has an upcoming conversation with Janelle in the same space. To be fair, if I were her and I had to go all the way back to Flagstaff to film this stuff, I would stipulate that I need to have meetings at a restaurant that serves tequila. I would be very strict about which places I would be comfortable filming, and that's the only place that this is going to happen. Well, Christine has invited Cody here today to discuss things divorced people have to discuss, like co-parenting. But Cody wasn't really doing any parenting parenting, so it's going to be very difficult to do co-parenting now. And he really doesn't want to do it. He didn't want to come today. Well, go figure. Yeah. Christine wants this to be amiable. She wants it to be a good talk, wants them to be able to communicate freely as normal individuals who have children. But Cody's shitty. Big surprise there. He's all upset. His jacket's all stretched out. not fitting right on him. His arms are all loose. He's swimming in this thing now. His hair looked crazy for a second when he came in. It was falling in his face. He's not really got the post-divorce comeback look, the revenge look yet. He did not glow up. No. Let's put it that way. They awkwardly hug at the table. I was weirded out by that. Well, yeah, because Mary was getting fake hugs from Cody's coat. And Robin, and then Christine's getting real hugs, and it's like, I don't know which one was worse. (laughs) Well, Cody sits down and he says, are we ordering or are we talking about business first? Business? 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 My sister wife's closet? (laughs) (laughs) I'd personally recommend that they each order a large margarita before they start talking. I don't think Cody should. I feel like he would just get very upset. (laughs) He would either get angry or he would start crying. (laughs) Those are his only two options. I feel like he'd start crying. (laughs) Then Christine clarifies, um, it's not about business. Our child, but not business. Our what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am kind of wondering, we don't know exactly when this happened, but we know that they both announced their divorce at the same time on social media, November 2nd. I am wondering if they had a little sit-down and came up with what was going to be written in that. Well, Christine drafted it. We know Cody had zero input on that. He said, just send me the image and I'll post it. She said, you good with it? And he said, yeah, just text it to me. She probably had to schedule it into his phone as a scheduled tweet. (laughs) Well, pause that conversation because we're going back to Robin's house. Okay, yeah, we're cutting back to Mary and Robin, and the editors, again, tried so hard to intercut their first conversation on this show ever, and we just didn't get there because there needs to be more of a connection between if the conversations were similar or if they had similar talking points or maybe if there were things that were being directly contradicted that were being stated, something like that, that's when you would want to intercut a conversation. Otherwise, just stay there. That's what we're used to. But we're going back to the Shira Chateau Where Mary is confused by what Robin is asking. Robin's needing tea. She needs sustenance. She needs... She needs more ammo to be mad at more... Blame more people in this family. She needs supply. Yes. Is what she needs. She needs needs to feed Cody's narc supply and they're running out quickly. And her own, yes, as well. Because, yeah, they've been holed up here and they do not have 
fresh supply. Mary's like, I don't know. Either we were really good actors or she had blinders on because we weren't perfect, but we were like good. I mean, we weren't the best family. To which I say, Mary, you were not good actors. No. Can confirm. Nobody was good actors on the show. Nobody. (laughs) We all saw through what was going on. And that actually is, in fact, why this show is so intriguing to people. We were introduced to the Browns at the same time as Robin was coming into this family and saw that this functional family was not what they claimed to be. Yet Robin was completely fooled by them. The deception! It's almost like how Cody was fooled into marrying Mary. And Christine, and probably Janelle. Once Janelle decides to officially leave, too, then he's going to be tricked into marrying her, too, in hindsight. But she's finally caught on. Maybe my reality wasn't the family's reality. From the mouth of the woman who literally made a fictional photo of her children with Cody prior to them ever being in each other's lives. I'd say alternate reality is definitely right up at the top there. Top of the list for reasons why you're having a rough time with this. I just like that Robin admitted that she needed to find a good family to latch onto so her kids would have a good family because she wasn't able to give them that. And her divorce was so horrible. So she needed to find somebody else to just attach to. Like a parasite. Yes. Well, that she's the victim, Corey. She chose this family because she thought it was a safe place for her kids. And now she's going to cry about how it wasn't that everyone destroyed their dreams and that her kids' feelings are hurt because of their actions. She was bamboozled. That's what happened. The damage to Cody's relationships with his other kids, that was all secondary. That doesn't matter. Her pain is what's real. That's what's happening. She is really the advocate of children in this family, is she not? Very much so. I think my favorite part of all the clips when they were talking about how functional of a family they were and all the flashbacks that they were showing was the Valentine's Day flower delivery that Cody was doing, which if that is your example of functional in this relationship, go back and watch that scene with audio and see how (laughs) fucking weird it was. It was so uncomfortable. We do get Janelle and Christine acknowledging that things changed when Robin joined the family. They're not trying to throw her under the bus here, but there was a marked change. They stopped getting together. All their family traditions stopped, and I would add, changed to Robin's preferred traditions. And this is just peak irony, since Robin is crying about how they can't have a Christmas where they're not all together. Yet, the story we're getting from Janelle and Christine is that not getting together has been the theme of this family pretty much since she joined it. Well, and Cody was even trying to talk about the dysfunction of the first 20 years of plural marriage. So I guess he's trying to say that everything was horrible until Robin joined the family. That's probably his interpretation. That's probably his stance and his view on it. But I like that Janelle and Christine immediately pointed to, well, this was a big shift. Everybody was failing miserably at polygamy. Don't get them wrong. But at least they were trying. And then after Robin joined the family, there wasn't as much trying that was going on after that. It was just Robin and her kids. That was it. That was the focus now. Mary's not really talking enough shit for Robin in this convo. So then she has to directly ask her, are you having a hard time with the whole divorce with Christine leaving? If you're not going to give me anything useful, then I'm going to ask you painful questions until I see 
you're uncomfortable and you're hurting. (laughs) Dig a little deeper. For some reason, Mary's confused about what happened to her and Christine's relationship that she thought was so great that they had all this fun together. And we just came off of season 12 where Christine invites Mary into her library to tell her that she is such a horrible human being that she prefers her to not be around. So what got lost in translation? Out of nowhere, Christine doesn't want relationships with anybody. Things used to be so good and fun. They used to laugh a lot. Oh, the laughs. Not like the catfish laughs, but (laughs) similar laughs. But then Christine telling, not only does she want a divorce from Cody, she wants a divorce from everybody. She doesn't want to be around any of these people anymore. Well, except for Janelle. I like Janelle. The rest of you can go kick rocks. And Mary was feeling so angry and betrayed, but she's been going to therapy and she realizes those are secondary emotions. The real emotion at the core is sadness because she is Eeyore. (laughs) Depression. That is her permanent uh, baseline in life. But then Robin has to prove that she's the martyr of this family because Christine came in here and said she didn't want anything to do with us anymore. Well, if it was me, I would still choose our family. Even if I didn't believe in our religion anymore, it wouldn't matter for me. I would still make sure that I stayed part of this family. And look, Robin doesn't want to judge Christine, but she will. <laughs> okay, that killed me. <laughs> she, anytime, you're, anytime you're going to start a sentence with, I don't want to judge him, but she, I'm going to. She has consistently judged Christine through this entire divorce. Through the she, whole everything. She didn't try hard enough. She didn't go through the right means to obtain a divorce. Doesn't count. (laughs) It's not real until you have sex with another man. It's not fair that you don't want to have anything to do with the rest of our family because I still would if I was in your shoes. So No, you wouldn't. How much contact do you have with your ex-husband, Robin? (laughs) Zero. Less than zero. None. Mary's been down this road, though. People tell her all the time that she's just sticking around because she's afraid she won't go to heaven if she leaves. But that is pure bullshit. She is staying because she wants that D. That's what she's holding out hope for. Heaven, hell, doesn't matter to her. She's looking to get that turkey basted while she's here on Earth. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) It's, uh, she's going for the spite fuck, the resentment. She wants to make up sex at the end of this because a 15-year fight, that's got to be some good makeup sex at the end of that, right? Is Mary a black widow? No, what is it when the guy bangs the girl and then they just stop interacting for the rest of the life until the woman dies of old age. What is that? (laughs) What is that called? Is there a term for that? Uh, That's what he did to her, right? That's what he's working on right now. (laughs) We're in the process of that. It's a, it's a long and tedious process. But Robin's not trying to tell anyone what to do, but that's why I'm kind of saying we need to carry the torch Because he's been carrying it a long time and he's tired. Robin is expecting Mary to help carry the torch of keeping the family together because Cody's done and he's tired. I think everyone is just now realizing that Christine was actually the glue holding this entire family together. (laughs) You're right. Christine's been running with the torch for years. Everybody's having the simultaneous realization that, oh no, when Christine's not there, To send out the group text to everybody, nobody wants to come to this stuff. If it's just Robin, Cody, and Mary, 
nobody's coming to that party. I was also confused because it was like, wait, what are they actually talking about? Do they mean that they need to take the responsibility of driving these relationships forward? Because then Mary says she's open to conversations. But what she's worried about is that Cody is going to expect there to be 100% all the time perfection. And that he, of course, is not going to recognize any support that she's giving the family or to him. Well, that was going to happen either way. But (laughs) that goes without saying, Mary. (laughs) Cody is never going to recognize any support that he's getting from any of his wives. And then once again, Robin tries to inspire hope in Mary by telling her that she can see that sometimes Cody will be mad at someone one day, and then he'll completely change his tune the next. So I guess she's implying to Mary that Cody might just wake up one day and no longer hate her. Yeah, I think there's medications for that that you can take on a regular (laughs) basis. What's the word for that? Robin the Cody Whisperer. Might be a diagnosis of some kind. Maybe we should get that checked out. But Mary also has some insight into Cody's mental health. He doesn't smile. He doesn't laugh. He doesn't joke. At least not when he's around me. At least not when I'm around. (laughs) That joke just wrote itself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's just brutal. Yeah, she's just now noticing the Cody scowl, which has been permanently fixed to his face since 2016. The unfortunate thing about all this is that Mary is still in a place of wanting to work things out with Cody at the beginning of this season. So clearly, we're going to watch Mary lose hope throughout the rest of these episodes. Something tells me it's going to be a long, very slow journey to the end. Oh my God. Yeah, this is just rough to see Robin stringing Mary along more than Cody. Cody has passed that torch onto Robin. He's like, I can't string Mary along anymore, so you're going to have to do it for me. She's been doing it for years now. She has. Meanwhile, back at Salsa Brava. (laughs) Apparently they've ordered and received their food. Which is good. Maybe that's what they had to cut around. They didn't know how to edit that out. It was just like 25 minutes of them staring at the menu in silence. Waiting for the food to arrive. I would have watched that. I would have. (laughs) Well, having to meet up with Christine for the first time since she moved is actually really inconvenient for Cody because he had already scheduled and planned out some time where he was going to spend hating her. Yeah, especially while she shit talks him to the kids and gets everybody against him. I can't wait for him to see the kids just shit talk him without anyone prompting it later this season. Well, they're brainwashed by the moms. Oh, right, right. That's not my innocent little babies, my tender age children. (laughs) It's time to get down to business. And Christine gives Cody the deets on the Christmas plans. They're going to come down a few days after Christmas, and then they're going to stay till New Year's. And Cody's like, okay, great. You still going to test when you visit? This man's first thought is not, wow, I'm going to miss Christmas with my daughter. It's, will you guys take a COVID test before you drive down here? And Christine's like, I haven't thought about COVID in months because I haven't seen Cody. I haven't seen Cody. I forgot how into this he is because the rest of the world has gotten vaccinated and moved on to some extent. But there's a reason for this. It's because Aurora didn't get COVID. Aurora still... Hasn't had COVID. Rora Rona free. (laughs) So even though everyone else in Robin's house had it, they still have someone who is susceptible to getting it. 
you had to think that for a brief moment too, when Cody asked Christine if she was going to get tested, did she think STD testing? <laughs> She's going to have to come back clean before he's allowed to give truly back to her or something. I don't know. But if I were them, I would be like, a hundred percent, we're going to get tested. And then I'd be like, we're positive. It looks like we're not going to be able to spend Christmas with you and Robin. Damn. What a shame. In fact, everyone in Janelle's household also has COVID. So we're going to spend the holidays together quarantined. See, they went the wrong way with this. Everybody was trying to lie to say that they didn't have it. You need to lie and say that you do. Mm-hmm. Then they'll stay far away. You don't need to come up with any other excuse for why you can't spend the holidays together. That is good enough. That would have been golden. The real kicker in this conversation for me, as Cody is going on and on about COVID and how Aurora, God's gift to this earth, blessed angel, sacred sacrament, saint of saints, was not touched with the vile curse of COVID because God bestowed his grace upon her. He's on his phone at this point in the conversation. It's in his hand. He's scrolling. And that was Christine's biggest complaint when she was talking about divorcing. All he does. When he comes over to my house is he sits in the corner, he sulks, and he scrolls on his phone. I guess old habits die hard. <laughs> he was even, at one point, he was holding his napkin like it was his phone. I thought he started swiping with his thumb on it, just out of instinct. <laughs> well, Christine tells us that she is going to drop Truly off at Robin's house. She's going to stay in the car. She's not getting out. She's blowing out of there. I'll honk the horn when I come back in an hour. There is no way that she's planning to hang out with them for even a second. Send her to the end of the driveway. I'll be waiting. <laughs> Remember when Janelle was waiting at the end of the driveway to go see the darkers? The darkers, yeah. That was right before <laughs> COVID hit, too. It's going to be exactly like that. <laughs> Hurry, the tire's getting flat. Jump in. And then as they're talking, Gwen comes up in the conversation because she's not going to be around for the holidays. And Cody brings up about how out of it he was for her birthday. Because again, Gabe and Gwen are born very close together. And that's when he had COVID. So not only did he miss Gabe's birthday, he also missed Gwen's. Well, it does sound like he called Gwen. It sounds like he called Gwen because he was really, really out of it. He was in a dark place. And she relayed what that was like to Christine, who is laughing about how... Gwen had described Cody when he was sick. It's a little funny. It's a little comical. I wish we could have heard some excerpts from that conversation. Would have been nice. Cody right away was like, what, was she thinking that was funny? No, it's just because you're a baby when you're sick. Well, it's because he's, he's a narcissist, so he can't experience shame. So he doesn't like that he was being laughed at. Being mocked. And look, I will be the first one to say, I hate this cliche that men are overly dramatic when they're sick. But I do believe this a thousand percent with Cody. I believe that he was incredibly overly dramatic. As soon as he showed us the thermometer, which was barely clearing 99 degrees. He was so shitty that she said that. And then it was like, no, I mean, you, you, can, you can mean it that way. It's okay. Because you're mean like that. The look on her face was like, it's starting to escalate. She, <laughs> she couldn't believe it. COVID was torture, though. Cody couldn't breathe. He couldn't sleep. That's why you should get vaccinated, bro. Also, do we think maybe he couldn't breathe because he was having anxiety about the fact that he had COVID and his entire family had COVID and he's been so worked up about it this whole time? And he realized that he forgot Gabe's birthday and had to call him back again <laughs> and say happy birthday. 
Christine's trying to save face by explaining that it was just Gwen's description of it was funny. That's what was funny. Not that you had COVID. I was on the floor in the fetal position, (laughs) sobbing, Christine, you heartless monster, you vile wench. Where is that footage? We want it. The people want it. I'm surprised he didn't do some cell phone footage of those dark, dark moments that he had. (laughs) Probably because he wasn't doing that. He was watching Sports Center. He was just chilling out, watching TV, hanging out. Coughing a little bit. Coughing a little bit here and there. Napping, snoozing. Driving Robin to the hospital. But he's not laughing. He's never been laughing. Don't worry, Cody. We'll do enough laughing to make up for it. The ending of this episode was quite poetic, though, because After he says, I haven't been laughing through this whole thing, we cut to Christine laughing hysterically on the couch and saying, I'm not married to him anymore. It's so freaking awesome. And that is where we conclude season 18, episode one. And the trailer that we got at the end, it was basically this season on Sister Wives. It was the trailer that we saw, but there was also one little extra line from the conversation with Cody and Christine continuing at Salsa Brava that it turns out Cody has anger issues. I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know if you've heard about that. So we're going to dive into that a little bit more. Looks like next week. We do have an episode description for next week, though. Are you ready for it? Next episode, Christine and Cody struggle to keep things cordial. Then Cody regrets the family being separated at Thanksgiving. And Peyton updates Christine on a situation between the kids and Robin. While Aurora gets her ears pierced, Cody reveals part of his past. You know, I got my ears pierced when I was 20. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to see what that storyline is all about. Because if this is what Robin and Cody are delivering this season, I think you're uh, on your way to getting a pay cut. That's for sure. Humdrum, I believe, would be the term. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.